Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Close your eyes with me wherever you are. Let us share a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit, whom you have sent into this world to help us. As we come before your word, speak to us. Speak to us. I attack the devil directly, Lord, by your blood, by the name of Jesus, and by the word of God. Let this word penetrate into the deepest part of our hearts. In the name of Jesus. And give your children victory over the devil. I declare by the authority of the word of God and by the anointing. That the foulest snare against us is broken. In the name of Jesus. We shall proceed in victory. Because of your mighty Holy Spirit. We thank you. I humble myself before you. Use every member of mine to your glory. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Say an amen like a Sunday morning. Amen. Wow. Well, it's, it's an honor to share the word of God with you. I believe that today marks the most important day of your walk with Jesus. Because I'm about to reveal to you a certain truth that will change your life forever. Somebody say amen. Amen. I said I'm about to release to you a certain truth that will change your life forever. Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was dark It was void. There was chaos. Nothing was happening. But the Bible says God said, let there be light. And there was light. From that day, the whole earth changed. The introduction of light into the world changed the whole world. Hallelujah. So today, a certain light is coming into your life that will change your life forever. Hallelujah. This morning... I want to start a discussion on the Holy Spirit. On the Holy Spirit. On the Holy Spirit. And why we need the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 16, Jesus is speaking. And he said, I will pray you the Father that he will send you another comforter. Who will be with you. Always, or who will abide with you always. Now, from John chapter 13, Jesus realized that the devil had entered into one of his friends whose name incidentally was Judas. John 13, the Bible says, and Jesus knowing that the devil had entered into Judas, he sat down to eat. The fight was going to be long, so he had to find something to eat. Hallelujah. So from that time, Jesus tried to advise Judas against what he was about to do. Because what Judas was going to do was going to lead to the end of Jesus' life on this earth. So he started to speak to Judas. So from there, he, he, Jesus, started to prepare for his departure from this earth. So in John 14, he told the disciples, I would pray that the Father sends you. Another comfort, because as I am with you, I am your comforter. But when I leave, God will send you another comforter. And this comforter will be with you forever. Hallelujah. Why was it so important for Jesus to send us another comforter? After we were here, he was not here. Then he came and he's going. I mean, people come and people go. I am going to expose to you as we go through this discussion 
why it is so important that you and I must have the Holy Spirit. Number one, who is the Holy Spirit? Simply put, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. Let's not even go into so much. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. Who needs the Holy Spirit? Every Christian. Every single Christian needs the Holy Spirit. So if it's an exam, I'm now on question three. Yeah, if it's, yeah, right, I've answered who the Holy Spirit is. Who needs the Holy Spirit? Now I'm on question three. Question three, why do we need the Holy Spirit? Which is the main reason for our discussion. Now, to walk with God, Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes 12, 30, he tells us that the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. That's our duty. That's what we are supposed to do on this earth. To, be, to fear God. To respect God. And keep God's commandment. Now, strangely enough, keeping God's commandment is one of the most difficult things for us to do. So many things that God has asked us to do, many a time we are not able to do them. Many of us are not able to do what God has asked us to do. That's why Paul put in the scripture, Romans 3, 23 says, For all have sinned. And falling short. Everyone, your pastor has sinned. When you, when you see him, don't tell him. But I'm telling your pastor, Reverend Daniel, he has also sinned. And he has fallen short of God's standards. Do you get it? Everybody has fallen short. We are not able. And the reason is simple. is because of our nature. The way we are made. The way we are formed. The way we are. So obeying God is a very difficult thing for us. Not just for you. Don't look so surprised. Really, every, you can look at your neighbor. It's also difficult for your neighbor. Even sometimes it's far more difficult from, for your neighbor than for you. But the way they look very polished and well prepared and very nice. Even sometimes when they are singing, the way they sing so powerfully. When you look at them and you look at yourself, even you, the songs, even the songs, the simple songs of the church, you don't even know it. So when you look at yourself, you say, nay, as for me, I'm, if you put Satan here, I'm next. This one, if you put the angels here, she's next. Sometimes she's worse. Yeah. Sometimes when you can't, you see your neighbor in the church leading the prayer, speaking in tongues, speaking in some type of tongues that you have never even heard before. I mean, go to bat, to bat. You look at the person and say, hey, are we all in the same church? Why am I struggling so much and he finds it so easy? Sometimes he's worse. Yeah. You all, you, the best you can do is laugh. Even you can't even pray, you just sit down. All of us struggle. All of us struggle. I'm talking to you about why we need the Holy Spirit. So in, in, in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 36 the prophet is speaking and God is speaking and God says that I will, a new spirit will I give you. And he said, a, a new spirit and a new heart will I put in you. And I will take away the heart of stone and give you the heart of flesh. What he's saying is that until this place, we were operating with the heart of stone. Hence our stubbornness. Our stubbornness is because of the nature of our hearts. Our hearts are callous. Very hardened. Very stiff. You can see the truth by his uh, nigh corner. I won't do this thing. Hallelujah. He said, I will take it. Your heart is very difficult. Sometimes you see you are talking to somebody. You can see the person has assumed a very difficult stance. Sometimes the person has even assumed a stance that they don't see reason. No matter how much you try, they don't see reason. So he says, this is the first thing I'll do for you. Then in addition to that, verse, verse 20, he says, I will put, a, I'll put my spirit. So apart from giving you a new spirit and giving you a new heart, I will also put my spirit in you. Not just renew your spirit, but I will put my spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, in you. Now, when I put my spirit in you, what is it going to do? It is going to help you to keep 
my statutes and to keep my commandments and to do it. Which means that without the Holy Spirit, you and I, we can't do God's commandment. If you see somebody doing the right thing, the person is getting help. Yeah, the person is getting help. I mean, those of you who have been to school before, I want to believe everybody has been to school, at least before. And if you have been to school before, you will see that are, you meet some students, they are all rounders. I mean, everything, mathematics, English, literature, languages, physics, chemistry, anything, they are good at it. Those are exceptional students. Very, very wild students. I mean, when I, I, I had a mate like that, I look at him and say, hey, some people are blessed. Then you have another group. When they see numbers, any subject that has numbers in them, they start to have, they don't know whether they are dizzy or the numbers are moving. So when you step into the class and the the, the lecturer comes or the teacher comes and he says, Sigma FX over Sigma F. You say, hey, hey, hey. Point of order. <laughs> Madam Speaker, point of order. So what's the problem? Look, let's, 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 he said, say, let's be serious. You said it's a math class. Is that not so? Last I checked, it was a math class. He said, yes. So why are we dealing with English? English, say, please. Let, at least, let's get this right. So that I know if it's an English class, I take out my English textbook. But now you say FX. What are you doing with alphabets? Ask your neighbor, do you know Zigma? Uh-huh. That's also another thing because Zigma, even Zigma is a problem. Zigma. Let's even find the sigma first. All these type of classes that you go, they read, they've written some complex equation. Then they say find x, 2x times 4x squared minus xy. Then they say solve for x or find x. And, now, and you are wondering, x is already there. Why should we find, no, please. Why should we find x? Even x appears about two, three times. Just choose one of them, sir. Look, recently I put on one of our prob- one, one of our platforms an equation like that. I said, find X. Somebody circled an X and said, hey, look, pa- Mr. Pastor, that's X. No, don't come and worry us. We came to church. We didn't come to a math class. That's X. Put a circle around. So sometimes, you see that your situation is like that. And without help, you can't really pass the exam. And you need to pass mathematics. Whether maths, late, or core maths, you still need to pass. So, and since you don't want to be somebody who's selling chappies on the street or something, and you got to pass, then you need help. That is how the Holy Spirit is. We need help to obey God. Without that help, you and I cannot keep God's commandments. So, from today, don't blame yourself that you are struggling with keeping God's commandment. No, 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 no. It's not your fault. I said, it's, I, I'm sure you are surprised that I'm, as the pastor, I'm saying it's not your fault. Because really, it's not your fault. No, it's not your fault. You need help. That's what you need. And the help that you, it won't come from your pastor, it won't come from your mother, it won't come from your grandmother, it won't come from the mayor, it won't come from the ANC. That help will come from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you will receive power, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will receive power. To be my witnesses in all Jerusalem, all Judea, and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Now, these, these, these people, he was talking to them about evangelism. Winning the lost for Jesus. And he explained to them, the way you can get this thing done is after the, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, then you will have the power 
to get it done. Until then, you cannot, get, you will want to do it, but you cannot do it. Many of us want to do the right thing, but we can't do it. Sometimes you are trapped in a very bad relationship. And you want to get out, but you can't get out. When you are an outsider looking inside, you just wonder, ah, this is straightforward. The guy beats you. Any relationship you are in and the guy beats you, there's only one solution. Get out. There's no, let me, let me be sincere with you. There's no other solution. Pastor, he will change. He, yes, he will change. The change that will happen is that he will get worse. Because when you beat somebody, you derive a certain satisfaction from the pain they go through. Do you see? So, if he gives you, maybe now he's into just one slap. You cry for 10 minutes. He's satisfied. After a while, you get used to the slap. So, when he gives you one slap, instead of 10 minutes, you cry for 7 minutes. Is somebody coming along? So, he sees that, ah, the one slap doesn't work. Then now, then you cry for 11 minutes. Ah, ah, that's good. After a while, you master the double slap. So when he gives you pat, pat, you are smiling. He says, wow. Then now he adds kicks. Then, then you are crying. Then he satisfied. After some time, you also get used to. Because we get him. Our body, our body develops to stand pain as we are exposed to it. Do you get it? So after a while, he beats you. It's not enough. He calls the dog to bite you. It's still not enough. I mean, eventually he will kill you. Yeah, you take it from me. The only solution is to get out. And get out while you can. So recently I was dealing with a case. This girl, this girl is being beaten by this guy. I mean beating, not even the small type of, I mean beating to the beating, like a thief. No, there's a different way you beat a thief. And there's a different way you beat maybe your child or whatever, or you smack, you know what I mean. Now she's being beaten like a thief. I mean, when she's beating, she has to be at home for like a week before she can come out for anybody to see her. Now this case comes in front of me and I look at it nicely and I'm thinking, you should have gotten out long time ago. As soon as Nelson Mandela got out of prison, you should have gotten out. And I, I, I said, so what do you think we are going to do? I said, what do you think you can do? She looks at me, says, Pastor, I think that he loves me very much. I said, that, that might be true, but he has a very strange way of showing it. So, Pastor, but if I leave him, what is he going to do? I said, I didn't ask you what he is going to do. I asked you what you are going to do. He'll figure it out. Look, after a long discussion, and me, I know when to back off. I've been a pastor for about 15 plus years. I know when to back off. So after a while, I said, oh, okay, very nice. So you said, what are you going to do? Hey, pastor, I love him. So I think that, I said, oh, that's, that's also very good. God, God loves you. And so do I. Let us pray. Father, common sense. You know what? I, I know when to back off. Oh, no, 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 no. Common sense. Lay hands on your neighbor and say common sense. But the reality is that this girl is, she can see that. This, the fact that she even came to say, I have a problem, means that she can see that it's a problem. But to do the right thing, she doesn't find the strength to do it. Many of us are caught in situations which we can see what the right thing is, but the strength to get it done, we can't get it done. We can't get it. As far as we are, it's an impossible situation. But when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, 
immediately you begin to find the strength and the power. The strength and the power. The strength and the power. To get it done. Yeah. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's we need the Holy Spirit so much. Now, if I'm preaching, you're recording the message. Look, technology. Now we have podcasts. Just go on podcasts. You have the whole message free on your phone. So don't waste your time. Unless you want a video. That's another thing altogether. But but just go on the podcast. I think after service, just put the podcast up so that everybody can see. Then you just go on the podcast and you have it. And download and just keep listening. You need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy... As I'm building the church, I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit to build the church. Without the Holy Spirit, nobody can build the church. You can't do much. You can't obey God. You can't pray. You can't do anything. The Holy, the word comforter next week, I'm going to explain that to you. But one of the meanings of the word comforter is a helper. Somebody who helps you. The Holy Spirit comes to help us to keep God's commandment. To keep God. Number two. I want to share with you three and then we close. And then we pray. We pray for like ten minutes and then we close. We close. Number two. The Holy Spirit teaches us John 14, 26, the Bible tells us that Jesus is speaking, he says, but the comforter whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. He will teach you all things. Teach you all things. The best teacher you can meet is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I compare myself to my wife. My wife is also a pastor. I compare myself. When she teaches in the church, I listen to the teacher. I say, Hey, people can't teach you. I look at her and say, Hey, so anywhere they invite me to, I make sure they don't invite her there because when she comes there once, they don't invite me again. Yeah, oh no, I'm just kidding. But when she, te- I always tell them, If my wife teaches you, don't understand, there's a family problem, usually. Usually, there's, there's something. Teach you, I mean, even somebody like Bishop Larry. To teach you the thing step by step, step by step, step by step. When I listen, I say, wow. It's not like I didn't know all the things they are saying, you know. But if I was the one telling you, I won't go through it systematically. I just tell, take it or leave it. It's up to you. That's why I said, Lord, come on. If you trust my wife, she will explain. To these girls, I mean, with examples, pictures, diagrams, labels, why she has to get out of the relationship. Mina, listen, you say he loves you, that's a very strange way of showing his love. The only option is to get out. Hey, I love Father, common sense. <laughs> that's all. In my short life, I have had the, I should say maybe, the unfortunate privilege of being with maybe maybe a number of doctors. Not being well, you go to the hospital, the doctor takes your folder, does this, asks this question, that question, makes a prescription, gives it to you. Many of them don't explain to you what is happening to you. And by, by, by reason of some of our skin color also. We also don't ask anything. So, take the blue medication. What did they give? He gave me a blue tablet. Blue tablet? Is it Samsung or Apple? or Who, who are we? Oh, pastor, it was blue. Then there was one. It was red and black combined together like the choir uniform like that. So, you didn't ask the doctor? No. Me, I will ask. So, what have you written for me? Oh, this is this. That, that, we don't even know the names of the drugs or the medication we are giving. We don't even ask. No, don't be silent on me. You, you know, boss. You know. Or, or you are silent because you agree. Okay. We don't even ask. No. Right. And the worst of it, you can't even read what he's writing. Doctors only write to pharmacists. They are only, the, the pharmacists go to school to learn how to read the doctors are writing. My wife is a pharmacist. I always tell her, you went to school for four years just to read how a doctor writes. Amazing. You look at it, you'll be wondering, why can't they just write straight? 
And then when you bring it, the pharmacist will just look at it. Okay, I'll come. I can't understand. But me, I'll ask. And many of them try to explain, but sometimes you listen, they, they, they even can't explain that well. But one day in 2002, I had a condition and I went to see this doctor. Yeah, I went to see him. Then he said, okay, he said, do a few tests. I did a test. Then later he sat down and said, let me explain to you your situation. Then he started to break it down step by step, step by step, step. When he said, these are your, your options. Do this, do this. So you have to take this, take that, take this. He gave me a medication. It was called proper tyrosol. Up to today, I remember the name. You are shocked. That's how it is. Step by step like that. Then I chose the best option for myself. Now, just last week, a pastor came to see me. And as we sat down to talk, he said, oh, his wife had developed a condition. And I said, what's the condition? And he mentioned the name. And I said, oh, really? And so, so they did this, did that. Then I realized that he was clueless. It was the same condition I had 16 years ago. So I said, listen, this is what is happening to your wife. Then I started to break it down to him with symptoms, signs, this, that. So the doctor has put her on this for this reason. Not that the doctor just likes her, so she has just given her. No, are you a doctor? I said, no, I'm not a doctor. My doctor just explained to me. That's how come I know. I've had this condition where my doctor explained to me step by step. That's how come I know it so well that I said, I know what you are going to do, what the doctor is going to ask you to do when you go back to him next month. He and his, his wife is looking better, so he had planned out, oh, it's okay. I said, your wife will die, you'll be shocked if you don't go back. Don't take, like, don't, like if you get TB, they give you medication for six months. It's basically antibiotics they give you, but a stronger antibiotics. Now, antibiotics, what they do, they start by breaking you down. Then you start to get better. Many of you, if you have antibiotics for five days, by the second day, you feel weak. First day, you feel weaker. Second day, then by the third day, you are now getting better. Many of us, when we start feeling better, now it's okay, we won't take it again. Don't worry. What is going to happen is that the disease is going to hide a little and it's going to come back stronger. Yeah. So you have to finish the course. Yeah. So I told if you don't go back, don't worry. Three months, your wife will be fine. But it will come back stronger. You will regret not going back. So the doctor wants more money. I said, doesn't want more money. That is the process. Your wife has to go through the whole process and finish it. He was surprised. But somebody explained to me. Explained to me. That's how the Holy Spirit is. When you come to church, your pastor will preach. Why you need the Holy Spirit? Just in the best way that he can. Then when you go back, when you are lying on your bed or in your spare time, the Holy Spirit will now start to explain what your pastor was saying to you properly. Properly. He said he will teach you all things. Properly. He will teach you. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to teach us. There, there, if, as you are in the church, there are so many things that you... We, we, we will not, I mean, we have you just 40 minutes and then the service is over. How much can we teach you? But if you have the Holy Spirit every day, when you take your Bible, you read something, keep teaching you. Sometimes if you have a scripture that you have just heard partially, you just keep hammering it in your heart. Hammering in your heart. Teaching you the thing. Day by day, day by day, teaching you. Teaching. Your, your Christian life is about to change. Yeah. yeah. Amen. It's about to change. Hallelujah. It's about to change. Because from today, you start dealing with the Holy Spirit. Not just a church, not just a pastor, but the Holy Spirit. Start to teach you. Number three, I finish with this one. The Holy Spirit helps us in the areas that we are weak. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. Romans 8.26 For we do not know how to pray how we ought to. But the Spirit himself makes intercessions on our behalf in groanings that cannot be uttered. He says, the Holy Spirit helps us 
in our infirmities, our areas of weakness. The word infirmity is the word weakness. Weakness. In, Vera, in the area that you are weak, that's where the Holy Spirit Isn't the Holy Spirit a good spirit? Somebody who comes to help you where you are weak. And many of us are weak in many areas. Oh, yeah. We are weak. Oh, I'm not many. All of us are weak in one area or another. It's always good to use school. Some of us are weak in mathematics. Some of us are weak in English. When you read that thing, you can't understand what they, I mean, what the sentence is saying. And in any exam, understanding the questions about half of the answer. I mean, you don't understand what is required of you, mommy. How do you even answer the question? Oh, we read the English. Recently, somebody explained a word on one of our platforms. It became a problem. If you have a modern phone, one of the things you should have on your phone is a dictionary. Because sometimes you think you understand things until you see that you don't understand it. <laughs> we don't want to go to go to. Yeah. Sometimes you think you understand a word. Until you are asked, what is the meaning of the word? Yeah, until you are asked. Then when you start to explain, you see that, hey, your explanation is not, um, it's not landing. I said it's not landing. You know, it started from here, but it, it, it's not balancing. It's, it's still in transmission. <laughs> it's still in transmission. It's not balancing. Because you, you don't know when you have finished the explanation or you have not finished the explanation. Yeah. Yeah. It's an area of weakness. Some of us have a weakness when it comes to the ladies. Brothers, say amen. Amen. Yeah. Look, let's come home. Tell your neighbor, let's come home. Let's come home. Yeah, it's a local match. Let's come home. I mean, when you see the sisters passing, you say, oh, God. Oh, God. One brother, he told us that when he first came to church, they said, love your neighbor or something like that. So he was just loving everybody around. I mean, just loving all the sisters. So I said, why is it that you were loving only the, why were you not loving the brothers? It's a wealthy monkey. I mean, you look very spiritual. I don't want to even, you know, you are not like me. But some of, some of you ladies have a weakness. I mean, jealousy. I mean, when you see your fellow sister looking nice, I mean, you want to be the queen bee in the church. In the church. It's like when you enter the church, everybody must. Well, you are not the savior of the world, Jesus Christ. It's like you came. I, 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 I went to a service one day. I was a visiting preacher there. So when I got there, I, I knew a lady there. So when I got there, I said, oh, hello, how are you? As we were standing at the car park, somebody was also coming for the service. And the person was wearing the same type of dress she was wearing. I mean, I think it was something new. In the system. Now, let me tell you. Once you all shop from Edgar's, I mean, this is not this, this, there's a high chance. When she saw the girls, did you look at the girl? She look at the girl. She told me, I'm coming. And she sat in her car. Boom. Then she went home. And she went to change and she came back. I said, Wow. I said, that's very powerful. Yeah. So, hey, I want her to be the only one with my hair. Only one, three of them coming here like Michael Jackson. So that I can look very unique. Then when I got to the church, I saw this girl, this Zulu girl. She has also got to do the same style. That oh. So what should Michael Jackson also see? When he is the one who did it first. Tell me, you, you are copying Michael Jackson. If this girl also copies you, what's the big deal? And Pastor, but when she saw that I've done my lipondo, then she also went to do a lipondo. She put also a thing at the back there so that her own can look like my own. Even her pom pom is bigger than my pom pom. Look. 
Tell your neighbor, relax. Some brothers are weak, have a weakness for pornography. And some sisters too. I mean pornography, pornography. British pornography. American pornography. Chinese pornography. Islamic, Islamic pornography in Arabic. No, well, you don't speak Arabic. Hey! I tell you, you are very, very international. In Arabic. I, I mean, think about Arabic. So, as you are, uh, my God. I mean, the pornography is speaking Arabic. Hey! Look. Let's be serious. If I'm to take people's phones right now. If I am to take people's cell phones right now. Sure. Vera, let me have your phone. There's a problem in the church. There's a problem in the church. I mean, Egyptian pharaoh, pharaoh, Egyptian pharaoh. (laughs) Cleopatra pornography, Cleopatra, Cleopatra. Hey! Some of us have a weakness for money. Money, money. Imali, chalete. Money. You will do anything for money. Anything. Boys and girls. Anything for money. The church is quiet. <laughs> Revelation 8 1, and there was silence in heaven for a period of half an hour. So I allow people to be quiet at times when I'm preaching. Money. Today I'll take your time a little. Money. Do anything for money. Anything. Once the brother shows some money, you are gone. I mean, you are gone. You are, I mean, all your defenses fall at once. Money. Just shows you he can afford airtime. Yeah, he can buy data. And, and, and I'm sure. Money. One lady, she told me, my husband really loves money. I said to her, it's not a good thing. She said, oh, pastor, why? I said, anybody who loves money is never satisfied with money and will go to extremes because of money. We use money. We don't love money. Money is a tool. Bible says money is a defense. It's a tool. You use it for what you've got to do. You don't die for money. Don't mind what 50 cent tells you. Get rich or die trying. (laughs) Have you seen 50 cents in the Bible before? But some of us have a weakness for money. So that I can do my hair. Because some of us don't have money, I can't do my hair. Everybody is wearing Brazilian, so I have to wear Brazilian. Meanwhile, from the home you emanate... Where you are coming from. Look, just Mama Africa hairstyle is fine. I said it's fine. Wakanda hairstyle is fine. Yeah, Wakanda hairstyle is fine. It's affordable. It's manageable. Oh, it's a time saver. If you have Wakanda, you don't have to do much. You just wake up, wash it with a little water, put a little Vaseline for it, for it to shine and glitter. That's all. But you also want to wear Brazilian or Peruvian or Mongolian. Because of that, you won't sit at school and study. You are with people whose pot bellies are bigger than nine-month pregnancies. Collecting demons and diseases. 
I saw a lady recently with another guy. The guy told me, this girl, when she came to first day, she was very beautiful. I said, ah, but what has happened to her? So, because she still, I mean, as far as I was concerned, she still looked quite okay. A little worn out, but quite okay. <laughs> the guy told me, the type of people she's sleeping with is only diseases that they are transferring to her. But for what? Money. That is why I have good news. If you are here, you have a weakness for anything. I have good news for you. Because the Holy Spirit helps us. Helps us with our weaknesses. Helps us in the area that you are weak. In the, I know people who tell lies. I mean, they can lie. I mean, they can. I mean, they can. I don't know whether the words I'm using are even concentrated enough to express what I want. I mean, they can lie. I mean, series of lies. I dealt with a lady quite recently on her phone. There's a pink code for everything. Yeah, there's a code to even just open the phone. Then there's a code to open the screen. Then there's a code for every app. Code for contact. And do you know how this happened? I was looking for a contact. And I said, oh, Charlie, what's it? I said, why is it taking you forever? I said, I'm opening the phone. I said, ah, what phone is this that you are opening that every even contacts? Code. Password. Immediately I saw that. Because you put a code when there's something to hide. Hey, Pastor, what if they steal my phone? <laughs> With your codes, they'll still flash the phone anyway. Hey, Pastor, are you saying that you don't have a code on your phone? I have a lock code on my phone for my just to enter the phone. After that, it's done. Anywhere else you want to go, you can go. By the time you finish with my phone, you'll be born again. You give your life to Christ. Yeah. But it's like cool, like a secret agent, like you are dealing with James Bond. Secret. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. He can, no matter how bad we are, no matter how horrible we are, no matter what you are struggling with, the Holy Spirit can say, My dear, I want to help you. Come, let me help you. Come, let me help you. That's why this, that's why Satan is doing everything possible so that you and I. Don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because he knows as soon as we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, his control is over. Anything we struggle with, we can just say, Holy Spirit, you know that I lie all the time. Sometimes I've lied so much that even I can't distinguish between the truth and the lie. There are only two things I believe, morning and night. But help me. Help me. I spoke to a lady, she told me, it looks like any time I speak to you, I have decided that I'm going to lie to you about this thing. But before I can even lie, you have, you have not even asked me the question. Then I just say, that, ah, I was going to lie to him about this thing. I told her, God is using me as just a vessel to help you. That's why when you come to me, as soon as you sit down, by the time you realize you have said the thing you didn't want to say, then it's in the open. Then help comes. I thought God is trying to help you. That's all. That's why the devil is making sure that you, in particular, you don't get a chance to relate with the person that will help you. And that person is the Holy Spirit. I want us to pray for a second or two. We are not going to pray for long. But I want you to pray one simple prayer. We are going to start this journey. By the time we are done, you will be solid. Tell your neighbor, Solid. I want you to pray for yourself and say, Holy Spirit, help me. I need you, Holy Spirit. Even welcome, stand to your feet. You can stand to your feet if you don't. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Pray and say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. Come into my life, sweet Spirit of God. Come into me. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Everywhere. Don't move around. Don't go anywhere we are closing. Just, just say, Holy Spirit, come into my life. I need you. I need you. I need you. Just ask him to come into your life. Holy Spirit, come into our lives. Come into our lives. Lord, come into our lives by your spirit. Your word declares that if we being wicked know how to give good gifts to our children, 
How much more will you not give us the Holy Spirit if we ask you? Lord, give everybody under the sound of my voice your spirit, 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 your spirit. Your spirit, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Mando si paloba sikale. Oh, give us your spirit, Lord. 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 Give us your spirit. Give us your spirit. Give us your spirit, Lord. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands wherever you are. Let us pray, Father. Thank you for every hand lifted. We lift these hands in surrender to you. Saying, Lord, we need your mighty Holy Spirit to help us to obey you. To help us in our areas of weaknesses. To teach us in the name of Jesus. I pray, let everybody under the sound of my voice be filled with your Holy Spirit right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Taking a deep breath wherever you are and receive the Holy Spirit. 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 Father, we bless you. Fill me up till I overflow, Lord. Let it be your prayer. Till I overflow. Till I overflow, I want to run over, I want to run over, fill me up. Father, thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. Let today mark a remarkable change in our lives. Help us to run with you and to walk with you. In the name of Jesus, let everybody indeed develop a relationship with your spirit. That it will help us in our areas of weakness. We can see they are ever present and ever before us. Ever present and ever before us. We struggle with one thing or another. But give us your spirit that help us. The helper that will help us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke the voice of the devil in this place right now. And I declare victory for your children. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say a better Amen. You are receiving victory in your area of weakness. Oh, there's somebody here. Today is the last day that you masturbate. I said today is the last day that you masturbate. Suddenly you find the strength to say no more. No more. No more. You will find the strength. You will find the strength. Hallelujah. You are here today. You know in your heart that you are not born again. If you are to die today, you know you will not go to heaven. I want to say, Pastor, I don't want to go to hell. What can I do to go to heaven? I want to pray with you to ask Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. Bible says God sent his son for love that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life once you can accept jesus into your heart 
You're on your way to eternal life. It's not, it has nothing to do with what you do, what you don't do. It's accepting Jesus into your life. With every eye closed, please. And every head bowed. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Just gently lift up your right hand wherever you are. I'll pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift up your right hand. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Lift your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift your right hand, I'll pray with you. Lift your right hand, I'll pray with you. You are asking Jesus into your heart. This is the prayer that determines whether you go to heaven or you go to hell. Lift your right hand, I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. If your hand is up, please come to me, I'll just pray with you quickly. Lift it up your hand. My sister, come to me, I'll pray with you quickly. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess you as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Wonderful. Father, thank you for this one. Bless her, keep her, fill her with your spirit and let her walk with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.